We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Smash the like, sub to the channel, and strap yourself in for a new edition of Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner. <laughs> I will ask you this question, Jeff, because I spoke about this with Pat and other people this week, and I got indignant answers. But you're a more cultured person, and you'll understand this perhaps. So earlier in the week, or I guess last week, I was at a hotel. And I am of the belief that if you're the guest of a hotel, that the front desk should make all your restaurant reservations for you if you want. You just call down and say, I'd like to eat at such and such a place at such and such a time. Please make a reservation for me. And when I mentioned this to the group that we were in, I got lambasted by people saying, what's wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. That's, unless you're staying at the Ritz-Carlton you, and you have a concierge, yes. you don't have anybody who does this. The front desk is not going to make your reservations for it. But it seems to me I'm the guest at a nice hotel. They should be making the reservations for me. The concierge's are... job is to make the reservations for you. But this doesn't have a concierge. If you're, so if you're then not... you're fucking, when you're staying at the Howard Johnson or the Marriott, <laughs> you don't get that service. It was a nice hotel. I'm what gonna... you're lucky to get is a printout of the restaurants near the hotel that have been recommended with numbers and that's what they'll give you. That's, no, that's I should be able to pick it. up my room phone and say, hi there, no! I'm in room 724. Who I'd like you, you to make me a reservation at uh, this particular restaurant at 8 p.m. tonight. Thank you. And then you hang up. They should do that for you. you you're I'm living, the guest. You're living in some aristocratic period of, of travel when it was truly, I guess, for only rich people. 
Now you go on a plane, people are having goddamn pajama parties. So, no, no, you are wrong. You are wrong. You're, 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 unless you're staying at a really nice resort um, where there is the concierge and you, they'll help you get a reservation. You're done. You're toast. You're so out of touch. How is that out of touch? It's their job to look after me as a guest. No, it I... isn't. It's their job to work the front desk, to sign people in, to give people like you free toothbrushes and free deodorant. Oh, Jeff, he Tim stole the garbage bag out of the garbage can at his hotel. <laughs> well, we can't get plastic bags here anymore. So I took the plastic bags out of the ice bucket, out of the garbage can. Oh, yeah, those came What up. does that mean? It's like because you go to Walmart, they don't even give you bags exactly. anymore. So anywhere <laughs> you can score a loose leaf bag? A Lucy. Like some, 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 some people buy Lucy cigs. Tim's on the black market for Lucy plastic bags. So what am I? And okay, well, I mean, I so I am getting the same indignant response from Jeffrey. What it's not, am it's not I indignant. As a guest you have to stay entitled to it from the from the front desk back. What am I entitled to? Toilet what trees? services? Am I mean, I what hotel? Yeah, it depends what on what hotel? hotel you're staying at. It's man. like a it's like a two hundred dollar a night type of hotel. Yeah, not I, not stayed, not, not expensive in enough. 20, in the summer of twenty twenty two, two hundred dollars is a dump. Because <laughs> I did a boys trip. And literally, wow. I was in a jail too cell. Rich. Okay, well, this was no. Not you like... should see. I wish I had the pictures. Paul, yes, you have something to chime in here. Yeah, my 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 sister and her family stayed at the Hampton Inn, and it cost them over three hundred dollars. And they weren't even in like the nice part of the city; they were on the other side of the bridge. So, like, two hundred dollars is a straight up dump. And why? It's not their job to call. It's not their job to call because you're too scared to call and make reservations on your well, own. There's no reason they can't to look after me as a guest. I'm the guest of the hotel. If everyone no, did it, they would need more. Like they would have to charge you two fifty for that dump. Uh, then go ahead if you're looking. At, if, if you're servicing me as the guest, go ahead. No, they're there to supply you your room key and to give you like. Yeah, if the no, air, they're not if, there. If the, if the they're air, not there to. If the air conditioner is broke, you can call them. They'll send someone up. You need more towels. Call them. They'll send something up. But to make your dinner reservations at non-hotel restaurants, that's what a concierge service does. And you're probably, I, I would say minimum, minimum per night. You're probably looking at at least 750 bucks a night per room for at least that service to exist at that hotel. It might yeah, not you're exist probably right. at that hotel. You're probably right. Room. But that's at least probably the, the minimum threshold for that service. Maybe You're I'm probably right. I'm sure that or there are. Some... I'm sure there are hotels that exist that have a concierge service that is cheaper. But I'd say, like, if we're taking the mean here, that's like the low end of pricing that you're looking for. Yeah, or maybe some soup. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. And to make Tim even angry, you know what the person at the front desk job is? It's to take your request for an extra pillow and then input it into a robot to go bring you an extra pillow. Well, I don't care how it's done. All I care about is being serviced as the guest who's spending his money at a place, and I am asking. Who are you, Dominic Strauss Khan? You looking for a handy too? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm asking for the person at the front desk to make me hotel or to make me restaurant reservations. It seems perfectly reasonable that that request could be given. You're staying in a Marriott courtyard, buddy. <laughs> well, I mean, I would not look down my nose in a Marriott courtyard. I'm not. I'm not. It's it's a fine, really fine hotel. It'll do oh no, it's not. It's a dump. You just called it that. 
You just no. called it a dump. That's not what, that's, uh, in fairness, that is not what Jeff said. But sure, you live your truth and hear what you want to hear. It wasn't, it wasn't a Marriott Courtyard. Although oh. I've been at Marriott Courtyards and I rather like them. Yeah, they also don't have concierge services to make your reservations for I don't, you. They have somebody working at the front desk who is always idle every time I walk by. The least they could do for me is make a reservation for me if I ask. So, and if it's so easy, as I've been told that it takes 10 seconds on the internet. Which it I did. Our friend booked you a table where you wanted to go in less than 20 seconds, which you could have no done. And, your, and, your, no and your response was, oh, I didn't know they had a website. I didn't know they had a website. <laughs> I didn't know they had a website. What no year do you think this is? <laughs> From I the guy think. complaining a couple weeks, well, the internet's unreliable. Doesn't tell him the time of holiday grocery stores. Well, I'll, I'll have an, I have another story, too, of people advising me not to use the internet <laughs> for things. But I, I will leave that for a different corner. Paul, I, Paul, just... Paul has a question. He, Paul, Paul is very invested in this conversation. Do you show up to, like, a standard car lot and, like, hand the guy at the booth, like, the keys and tell him to park your car because it's a valet service? Because it's the same thing that you're They're talking about right car, now. I would give them the keys to ask them to park it, yes. Yeah, but why is it the front desk <laughs> he, may, he may give it to his buddy and you just steal your car because he's not yeah, a valet yeah. service. He takes your money in and out of the car lot. Like you're basically oh, like, like what you're, what you're saying right saying. now is basically the same thing as that. Oh, if you no, if you go not. to like people a fancy are there to serve me as a guest. No, no. Tim is and literally to, and like and to look after my needs. No, well, my need is a reservation. Does the keg have valet? No, it does not. So you're literally driving your car to the front door of the keg, staying at your Marriott courtyard, handing a stranger your keys and expecting it to be. I don't parked. think that's quite the same thing, Jeffrey. I think it's it pretty kind apt. Of is. <laughs> It kind of is. So, okay. So you don't think that I should be looked after as a guest. Okay. Well, that's fine. That, that's your position. I think as a guest, I'm entitled to, so, and it's because it's so simple. Okay. It takes I, I, seconds. I, 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 think, I think you hit on the key word, just entitlement. You're just very entitled. Tim too rich. The buy, I, I will, you're, you're so rich, just pay for better places. Then you can have it. I will agree. Tim is probably like, it's an overriding thought that like for sure today, you are getting way less for what you pay for than you yes. used to. And a lot of these establishments, even your Howard Johnson's, once upon a time may have had a someone to do that for you. But you would have been like three years old. No, he would have like, been minus 30 years old. Tim didn't didn't grow up in the 50s. Yeah, so I don't I don't I don't know. I it just you are you like watched a movie or something and and presume that this is how it's supposed to be. But to Pat's point, no, you're thinking like you're clearing 500 and that might be conservative for getting that sort of service. And not $500 in a nice popular city. $500 in like Indianapolis. Yeah. It might make you a, a place at the uh, shrimp cocktail place, Elmo's. Or people in Indianapolis just getting the get, getting the shoulder from Jeff. Yeah, but five hundred dollars in New York. Not a nice place. L somewhere like Indianapolis. Five hundred dollars in New York, L.A., downtown Toronto, San Francisco isn't the same. Five hundred dollars. I guarantee you, if you stay at the Royal York in downtown Toronto, you would get that service. It's the Royal York. <laughs> It's the most like historic, nice, like fancy. Yes, you would get that service, but it's also going to cost you like a thousand dollars a night for that room that you paid two hundred dollars for. And that eight hundred dollar difference is where you get that service. Your comp being the Royal York doesn't help you. 
Well, that's just a, a hotel I know in downtown Toronto. Yeah, because it's one of the most famous hotels in the country, and it's where it is like currently. The Queen would stay. I, I just looked it up. It is fourteen hundred dollars a night, Tim, for their cheapest. Okay, room. but probably for like the, the luxury suite, probably. No, that's for the cheapest room right now. Is that really how much it would be? Wow, travel is in. It's so crazy. That's a lot more it, than I would have guessed for a normal room. I would have guessed like a normal room that would be like four fifty to travel nicely is probably gobsmack expensive these days dude in the summer at at least in the summer it would be dude actually i i got no no i got that right the cheapest room is fourteen hundred (laughs) dollars wow you can buy more you you can buy more it's a very nice hotel but and they'd make you a reservation at soto soto i promise yeah but they probably wouldn't make you a restaurant some like trash place that tim wanted to go they're like, no, no, thank, well, no they, thank you, sir. They, We're not going to make you reservations at Steak and Put Stein. it this way. The best you're getting at the places you're staying right now is a printout with about 14 restaurants on it. And they'll say, choose your own adventures. Yeah, sir. they might circle it with a highlighter for you, like with a map of you are here and here are some restaurants that you might enjoy, sir. Well, that basically ended up what was happening because I felt shamed from our conversation and then didn't make the request. But had I not run it through my support team first and just acted upon my own instinct i would have asked them to make me the reservation and maybe they listen maybe they would have i don't know we just said it it's nothing that anyone you asked would have done at that hotel because we understand the job of a front desk clerk at a hotel that isn't their job a concierge that would be their job which they didn't have I put myself in the position of the person at the front desk, and I thought to myself, were I that person, yeah, would you, I want to do that? And I no, would say yes. no, you, Tim, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you won't phone you... any places to make reservations. How would you do that? I don't oh. understand. Like, why aren't you calling the front desk and getting, why aren't you calling the guy at the front desk and getting two tickets to Billy Joel? <laughs> Well, if I were going to go to a show or something that evening, I would have called down to the front desk and said, could you get me two tickets to whatever? Yeah, to we did that. I've done that before. You you have done that I, before. I've been to places before, like where my dad has gotten hockey tickets from the front desk uh, to Montreal Canadiens games, for example. He just says, that is, "Where can I've I seen... buy them?" And the guy just like it was just a front desk clerk's like, "We got some here. It's so much dollar, so many dollars." Okay, no, uh, that isn't uncommon in like Toronto. Like they have, and if guests want to buy this, like before you know your sub hubs, they would. Yeah, this is a thing that happens. But but I'm I was more being um okay facetious or justice position. Ugh. He's taking the justice of position, Tim. Well, Juxta you know, position. It... Did I get? Yes, yeah, that's correct. Juxta position. Juxta. Okay, I feel like Sal Governale the way that all played out. <laughs> I mean, Jeff was too afraid as a kid to call one eight hundred. What the hell was it? A B C D E F G for some hooked on phonics. Remember those commercials? <laughs> yes, no, I don't. It, this Go all on. goes back to your fear to to speak to anyone on the phone. Well, I'm just not comfortable doing it. No, you're but uncomfortable. I have to, but I have saying, to do it do now because I lost a for, bet. Because Xander really... couldn't win for me, I have to now do it. Yeah, that's a part of the bet now. Is there one and done? When Tim loses, like he does every year, part of the stipulation is he has to call the restaurant and make the reservation. You know, you could get away with it by just booking online. I don't know how to do that though. Like, I don't even know that this place has a, has a website. I would make Tim, well, I guess it, your order would get screwed up. That'd be the problem. But I would make Tim, like, order Chinese food. But then you'd the order would be bad. Like, I wouldn't trust him to handle the group order. But him, Tim having to, like, talk to 
a restaurant about like an intricate delivery order would be oh, I would be it would be it would be horrific. I do I do appreciate the stated goal to break this up into four shows is that the two shows were just too long. But now we're just making each of these shows the same length as normal shows. <laughs> now there's double them. <laughs> so I kind of want to take some credit here. Um, I was having some issues with my coffee machine. Uh, it wasn't working correctly for me. And uh, I so I went online and looked online how to clean it, how to descale it, how to do this, fix that, fix. Nothing worked. So I had to bite the bullet because I'm a member of the club. I called the, the company because I knew it was under warranty. I called and uh, I said, you know, I'm looking to get this fixed because it's not working. I said, I've been looking online. I had, and if he stopped me, the person that said, sir, never, ever, ever go online to fix. Never consider looking online for a fix. This hotline is here for people to help you. Uh, the worst thing you can do is go online and look for look look for advice on how to help uh, to fix these can, things. Can, can I? And I was like, can, hold oh, on. Can I interject? Really? Can I awesome. hold on? Can I interject and just claim that this never happened? This is not it a true story. One hundred. Not is not happened. a true story. One hundred. He said, "Don't ever go online to look how to fix this machine. Call us. You're a member. This is what the hotline is for. Don't just try to Google it and look it up." I was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, gee, yet another example of somebody telling me not to bother with uh, wasting your time on the internet because nothing works. And it lies to you, whether it tells you that a store is going to be open when it isn't or whether you should descale your coffee machine in a particular way. It's like, don't do that. Just don't wait, don't depend on Google to give you any answers that you can trust. But I kind of want some credit on this, that I was, I was affirmed in this. <laughs> I mean, again, this never happened. So now you're it making, 100%, you're ma you're making 100%. up stories to try to give your... This is, you need credit so sad. badly. This is sad that you can't just give me my due when I get this right. Uh, you have to just say, oh, this never happened. You, you just... You, that, that, that's how much it bothers you. That someone in a position told I, I, I me not to worry about the I, online. Don't, I, don't I, ever I, go online. I, I don't care what they said. And I just know that, Jeff, does that sound like someone so, something someone would tell you? Honestly, the way the it's way that the way weird... that Tim has described it, I I don't disagree that he probably said something to the effect of, "Hey, this is what we're here for. You don't need to go online and look stuff up." But the way that Tim has described it really feels yeah. off. It, it just feels like you know, thirty degrees off somewhere. Yeah, it, it feels totally inaccurate. And <laughs> I mean, as someone who has uh, the, an espresso in their house as well, it's a wonderful company with good customer service. Like, they are the outlier in these modern times. So there are still hundreds of products that I have in my house, from a stupid toy of my kids that won't work to a consortium of other things where I will still 100% have no other choice but to use the internet because they're not as great as Nespresso who tries to really, in some ways, do what, what the hotel's Tim stays at won't is oh, and they looked after personal they concierge. Solved, they solved all my problems, and they're great at that. They're great. And they sell that. I, like that is part of who they are as their brand I, identity. I, I agree with you because here's the thing, though. Now that I'm thinking about it, and this is just kind of registering with me right now, they do have really good on the phone customer service. But we have an espresso as well, which broke, so we had to call them. Are they just selling like I like my Nespresso? It works great until it stops working. But do they have the really good customer service because their ship breaks all the time? 
I don't know, but I mean, mine was within warranty, and it was replaced. So was my, so was mine, but isn't that a problem that all of our Nespresso's are breaking within like the first year of having them? Well, I they... use mine all. So do time. I, and but I, I'm anyway. sure most people who buy a coffee making machine that's like that simple to use, I'm guess and drink a lot of coffee. I mean, I'm talking eight, nine, ten times a day. <laughs> like that's what I'm talking about. Now, they're not all coffee. Some of them are espressos or lungos or like, uh, you know, a little cappuccino or whatever. But sometimes they're just coffees. I use them all day, every day. So, like, I, mine is getting a lot of use. But it just was so gratifying when I was on the phone with the person who's helping me. And I said, I looked online to how to clean this. And it said this and it didn't work. And he said, sir, never stop you there. Never look online. Do you, don't look online. But, but don't just call up. I was like, let, yes, let's, let's say someone he, who understands on. me. Let's, let's say he actually did, did say that, which he didn't. Do you think he it's did. somewhat in his best self-interest to tell you things like that so he continues to yes. have a job? Absolutely. But I, I'm being told what I want to hear, which is don't <laughs> waste your time on the internet. You don't find answers there. Have people whose job it is to help you help you. You're the like, guy that still asks Jeeves, and you're telling us the internet doesn't have answers? The internet doesn't have all the answers, and sometimes it's better not to waste your time with the internet. And I, this person confirmed what I believed, and I just want you guys to admit that I was right, and I've come to take a victory lap. I'm not admitting you're right. I'm agreeing Espresso has fantastic customer service that 99 companies in the world don't have. 99% of companies. I mean, 99 yeah. companies probably do have good customer service. We really yeah, just break down the minutia of it. However, I will give you credit because you actually tried to Google something and then tried to make a decision after that instead of just saying, well, who could possibly know the answer to this? I will so do So the that. lesson learned, though, but, but my lesson learned from this from the expert was to not Google. Oh, and but your, your suggestion, your correct answer is to make a phone call. Things you forbid to freaking do. Pal. Well, I had to call somebody when I went online. It, it, I, I had to call somebody. I needed to get this fixed. I'd put it off for too long. And like I was just drinking regular drip coffee like a, like, like a pleb. I, I didn't have my fancy coffees. And so it was nice to have, like I said, I was ripping through a sleeve. of What have you got there, Jeff? What have you got there? Oh, what no. is that? Oh, what no. is that? No, put that away. Looks that away. Uh, it looks dreamy. You know, it looks very dreamy. It's, it's a dream flavored Coca-Cola. Oh, how stupid is this? Does it taste dream like it? Does it taste like a Jet Super Bowl victory to Jeff? Open oh, it up. Drink that garbage. You drink it all. Right yeah, give, give us a review. Give us a review. Oh, looks oh, he even looks terrible. like he's dreaming when he's drinking it. Oh. Oh my god, I'm getting flashbacks of all my dreams from the past few nights. What does it taste like, Jeff? Oh, it tastes like dreams. Shut up. Like what dreams. does it actually taste like? <laughs> what does it actually taste like? A uh, dream-infused flavor. That is not what I... <laughs> what does it actually taste like? I don't even know how to verbalize the taste. Does it taste good or bad? You're going back for a second, so I'm going to say at least mediocre. I, I got to say it tastes like nothing. <laughs> like it tastes like water? <laughs> Like, are they trying to embarrass me, like, to come out with dream-flavored sodas? Like, like, I feel like I'm being personally insulted. Do you own like, Coca-Cola stock by chance? I don't know how to own stock, so no, I, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. But here's the thing. Like, how old are you? 
bought 35. Well, what do you mean you don't know how to own stocks? I don't know how. I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't know. You go down to the stock market or broker and he gives you the stocks. I don't <laughs> know how it works. Stock I don't know how. It, I know that sounds stupid. I really don't know how you do it. Like, I, I suspect it's probably all online these days, but I know you get the pieces of paper that are shares. And like, do you go see your broker and he gives you the shares or you, does it all done digitally? I don't. I really don't know. I'm sure there's an effective way to do it. I don't know stocks. I don't have stocks. I don't understand them. Uh, anyway, I don't. Uh, but this is true. Like there are shares you get. It's like those little pieces of paper. Uh, like that's what a share is. It's not an NFT. It's not just this thing that floats in the interwebs. Like it's an actual thing and that, that that exists. <laughs> like if you like you join a golf course, they give you shares in the golf course or something, right? Like that's a piece of paper that you take home and put up on the wall or whatever. So you so, think? I mean, I'm sure you could do that with your stocks in some way, shape, or form. I really don't know whether your broker like gets a digital copy and then gets a hard copy too. Like, I don't know. Like, I know that's at least back in the day when you had a stock portfolio. Like, literally, your stocks were kept in a physical portfolio. Now, I don't doubt that there there still is physical portfolios that you put stocks in, but then there's also like digitized versions of it that people buy and sell. Like, but I don't know. I, I'd be the first to admit I really don't quite know how the stock game works. Uh, and how you go about it. I don't have the stocks. I don't know it. But you think that Dream Cola is a personal attack on you? I'm starting to wonder. Pixel-flavored cola? No, no, it's not main character syndrome. Stop that. Stop that. Like pixel-flavored soda and space-flavored soda and dream-flavored soda. And they know how much the fans hate these sorts of stuff. And like how we find it insulting. That, like, we feel like I'm being told, oh, my choice of drink isn't good enough. Anymore. Wait, if you're and such, hold, hold on. If you're flavor. so fucking offended, why don't you stop drinking it and have some protests? But no, well, you and your bunch of fucking crony loser fucking friends are just going to be drinking 20 Diet Coke a day until you fucking die. And it doesn't matter how many space or galaxy Cokes that come out. And then, oh, no, we're still going to be fans. We're still going to be fans. No matter how personally insulted and triggered we are the entire time, you're never going to fucking stop you're addicted at some point i might just say you know enough's enough funny that pallet train wrong that pallet train of dc cans will never stop on your front porch (laughs) might i might say you know what that's it i need to switch to pc brand diet cola or something i've just taken too much of a hit are you gonna give a review of dream coke can we can we film you this weekend can i get you a dream coke and we can film one of your reviews we did that last year on the trip oh, we did that for the uh the the mac chicken that we like the spicy breakfast mac chicken that we had there's yeah. a new there's that, a new that, chicken in canada well hold on jeff if you recall tim's review of the mcchicken he said it was just you know it was very good that they put the cheese on the bottom of the burger not realizing that he was holding it fucking upside down it's an English muffin. There's no top or bottom to an English muffin. On that note, they've introduced a McCrispy. I saw that. Don't think I didn't see that. I which saw is a that. dollar more than the McChicken. Um, well, the McChicken is not crispy, right? It's like it's breaded, but it's not crispy. Uh, I saw that. That was. Not, but yes, if you bring a Coca-Cola Dream Coke, I will do the food review this weekend while we're away on our golf trip. I'll can, provide an, an unvarnished review. Can you? Nope. Can you provide that? objectively are you just automatically going no, no. to hate it i will describe exact i will be as objective as i can as much as any person can i'm so not gonna lie that i'm going in with a preconceived bias i won't like it but i will nevertheless give it an honest appraisal 
not to deviate like too far off or to go inside. Yeah, we wouldn't want to do that world too much. But you guys have your big golf event coming up. Your, 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 you know, your our Ryder Cup. Yeah. Ryder Cup. You guys are on the same team. Like, are th- does someone assign like Tim struggling? Let's go bring him a cold DC right now. Well, like, Tim, Tim Tim's box. Tim's the captain, so he's the one who should be doing that for everyone. But he doesn't. <laughs> Bad captain. Made bad picks well, too. First, you're calling me a bad captain. We haven't played yet. So well, you don't te- know technically, by the technically, te- I by drafted the, a team by the, when you by did the odds. Our team is favored to win. Yes, so I drafted our, the our team, team is favored to win because we lost our worst player and they lost their best player I after the draft. Team, <laughs> I drafted a team that is going to win. That is favored to win. I feel good about it. So, Captain. essentially, Jeff, what happened was we drafted teams, and I criticized Tim's picks at the time. Although he drafted me, I felt like there was a, a spot in the draft where he could have made us like a super team and decided to not go that route. But he ended up drafting a guy whose handicap was like 37 as the very last pick. Um, and they drafted a guy whose handicap was like six. And then both those guys fell off. And the guy that we replaced the 37 handicap with is like an 18 handicap. And the guy that they replaced the, uh, that handicap with just didn't get replaced. So he was their best player. And now he's no longer there. (laughs) Yeah. 14 of us all together. Setting up for Tim to be a uh, captain and field. I can't wait to lift that trophy for the third time in a row. This year, the captaincy has fallen on me. We rotate the captains through. Captaincy has fallen on me this season, and uh, I can't wait to li- to hoist that trophy up- above my head in victory. And people spend the whole year saying, good work, Captain. Good job, Cap. I call myself Captain Clutch. Uh, that's the nickname I've given myself. Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, so unfortunately like- that's what Bob Weeks started calling uh, Corey Connors. Corey Clutch? Yeah, well, it was, it was actually Paul Clutch Eisinger Connors. will tell you. As Paul Eisinger will tell you, he's the, uh, the one of the best putters in the field. So I like want to have one of those it, captain's hats and like a pashmina with the, the anchors on it. Well, when it's like October football and you guys are getting together, you would expect someone who was on your team to no, refer not, to you as cap? No, no need. Uh, the, you know, I mean, if they wanted to once or twice, I wouldn't say no. Uh, I, I will be so happy to live the glory days of the year I took the team to victory with my captaincy. And uh, I'm very excited about it. Uh, a lot of pressure on my shoulders, too. If it ends up being tied, the two captains have to play a one-hole winner-take-all match uh, at the end of four days. And I, I really hope that that responsibility doesn't fall on me because I hope we win. But if it does fall upon me, I'm going to win. I've got this two-wood all ready to roll. I'll just hit a nice baby draw over the right-hand side of the hole on 18. I looked it up. Hit like this little baby draw and then just sort of sling in a sand wedge. And next thing you know, two-putt par and we hoist her. We hoist the trophy for victory. So, Jeff, we were I, I think I made mention of this to you the other day that we were playing some dog leg lefts and Tim's miss with his two wood is like duck because he's lefty. It's just it's just right, yet he refuses to pull out a driver or any other club on these holes. Despite knowing that it's like fifty fifty between like okay drive and completely in the right woods. He still pulls it out on these dog leg lefts every single time. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. I would just hit it up there as far as you can, Tim. Yeah, that's that's been my advice the entire time. He is facing the worst guy in this. And this will already be concluded. And we'll have the results by the time people are actually watching this. So follow along live at the PME, I suppose. Um, <laughs> he is a... My, I, I, made an, I made the odds for each of the first three days of matches. And he's a minus 300 favorite over the worst player. 
the guy who is like somewhat in the middle, like higher end towards the middle. So the 14 players, he's probably like five, six or seven. He's a minus 700 favorite over the same guy the next day. Okay. That's, yeah, that's Tim, how me where Tim's at right now. Listen, I, it would be, I hope you don't feel the great shame because for how excited you are, the other side of the coin, I feel goes the other way. It will be a long four, three and a half hour drive home if we lose. But if there are shortcomings, the shortcomings. Wait, you be want mine. to be congratulated on and this I will thing take for a year, but it would heat. only be a bad three-hour drive oh, home. No, but you no, want no. a year I would take of credit? Heat. I will get a year of being mocked vociferously if we lose, and that's fine. No, if uh, we if, put it this way, if, if, if we lose, it's fine. No one's going to mock you that we lost. If you lose this opening match, you will never, ever live it down. I'm aware. You got called out aware. by the worst guy on the trip. <laughs> Called out, and you got taken out of a match you were surely to lose into one that you're surely to win. You better not fucking lose. I thank you. That you're that that is a real boost of confidence. I don't know. I, I need someone to keep me on the rails this trip because I'm already very anxious. But I'm also looking forward to it. But I'm also very anxious. Jeff, Tim, and I played the other day. We were walking to the sixth hole. Tim was playing pretty well too, and he told me he was dripping with so much swag that it just he couldn't be controlled. Uh, walking off the ninth hole, I asked him what he had on the hole, and he said, "It doesn't fucking matter. I'm not keeping score anymore." <laughs> so that's how it shifts mid round. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> Um, do you, yeah, do you, just, do you, con- do you, oh, do, like when you're playing well, do you tell people you're playing so well that you can't be beat? And then three holes later, you're no longer keeping score? Or do you have more no, of a everyone, measured type of response to this? Yeah, we're all, everyone is like just, yeah, everyone is just avoid the triple as long as possible. Like, keep this going. Don't ruin the number. Tim ruined it quickly, I guess, because he was too sweaty with swag. It was, it was literally, I believe I claimed it was falling out of my pockets. I had so much swag. Maybe you should have kept some. Yeah, well, I've learned my lesson. Try oh, to really? a little bit more. Really? Yeah, I think I, <laughs> I think I have. That was good, though, because you played well on the back nine. That's what I want. Like, when you hit your bad periods, that's all I want from this trip, is that when you hit your rough patches, we're all going to go through rough patches. We're not scratch golfers over here. So when you have that, like, four or five-hole stretch when nothing is working, I need you to be able to pull yourself out of it and get back on the tracks. Because if you don't, you're going to start losing some of these matchups you think you're going to win. The problem is the way the perception I have about Tim's game is, like, he just would – the way he goes about it, he can give up a hole as opposed to just trying to do shots that will just keep pressure on the opponent. He will try to do these miraculous things – that will give away holes instantly. Like yes, like on the ninth hole there the other day, I had hit sort of a rough tee shot to the right, but it was playable. I was like 195 out. The pin was on the left, so I was trying to hit this high draw with my hybrid over this branch that's hanging by the lake so I could bring it into the right side by the pin, and I just caught it a bit left, and it got wet. And that was like, oh, I just was furious. I was like, I just felt like throwing my whole bag in the lake and driving home. Yeah, you were trying to shot shape from the rough from 195 out to the green. Take this justice of position, Jeff, on this. So I hit the superior drive on this hole to everyone that we were playing with. I had a hybrid off the tee, a little right to left, middle of the fairway, like 148 out. And I'm looking at the pin, and it's, it's such a fucking sucker pin tucked away to the left. But if you miss left, you're in the water. There's not like there's a bank that just goes right into the water. 
it will take your ball if you miss hit it at all to the left. And it's like a coward. I hit my, I hit a nine iron in trying to aim at the center of the green, but like I had that don't go left swing and I missed the, missed the green to the right. Hole high, missed it to the right because that's, if I was going to miss, that's where I wanted to miss to take big numbers out of play. And I'm playing well at the moment, uh, much better than Tim is, especially that day during the score. And I have chipping in for birdie on that hole. You know what that doesn't give you, Tim? An opportunity to do when you're in the water trying to hook it over the water to a I sucker know. pin. But then on 16, I hit this beautiful little baby draw down, uh, like down to the very end of the fairway. I left myself just a little flip wedge in, and it felt so sweet coming off my club that I was able to do exactly what I was trying to do. Well, I think it's a little bit different when you're trying to hook it over water to a sucker pin and your tee shot on a short par four. That's fair. Like, I don't, no one's scratched, so you just stay in the hole because anyone can... Well, a couple on. of guys we're playing with are just about scratched these days. Pat's no. getting to that point, and... Our friend Mark is getting to that point, and our friend Tim is nearly in that point. What Tim considers a scratch golfer is if you, like, break 80, <laughs> which is – that's not what it is. I could see our friend Mark breaking 70 if everything goes right. I don't, he's been a high-level golfer for, like, 20 years. He's never broken That is anything. such bad pop. You can't be enjoying that, Jeff. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I can't wait to do, I can't wait to do this food review. Uh, on the show, on the trip. People have to watch the, the well, I guess they will have seen this already. So I say people should watch the Twitter feeds for live updates on our trip, but this will have already happened. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Well, Jeff, we had our 
um, annual Ryder Cup golf tournament. There was 14 of us. Uh, we went to the island. We played, well, we ended up playing five and a half rounds of golf, four of them in competitive play. So, Tim, we were tied after all the four rounds, which meant that the captain of one team had to play the captain of the other team in a one-hole playoff for all the marbles. So, Tim, take it away. So, I did not play very good golf for the most part this weekend. Um, I played god-awful on Friday in the you, opening match. You lost as a uh, minus 700 favorite in the first match. I was worst, a minus 300 favorite, to but the, anyway. To the worst guy on the trip, and what was the score of that game? Uh, I lost eight and seven. He got beaten me by a stroke on every hole. You Happens. lost what? Eight and seven, which is not as bad as I lost on Sunday. You like Come st- on to that. So the I whole played. Whole weekend was Stephen Ames versus Tiger Woods. Basically, <laughs> then I played better on Sat. I played better on Saturday, and I got my game back together, and played pretty decent Saturday. But then on Sunday, uh, once again, I just didn't have it, particularly on the front, and uh, played the other team captain. Just by the way, the matchups working, and I were matched up to play on uh, Saturday on Sunday and he beat my brains in and he went a hole. Uh, I lost nine and seven to him, uh, even though I played much, much better golf, particularly the last nine holes. But by about hole 14, uh, I was getting the, res- the news of how the results were going in the other matches. And when I had learned that the only match that could have swung it was Pat's, that Pat was getting thumped in a match, I knew, okay, I'm going to have that this is going to end up as a dead tie we had agreed before the tournament as always that the two captains would play a one hole playoff to determine it so i spent the last two holes of the uh, before this not even thinking not treating them like phil treats the shell houston open not even trying to play them as actual holes but rather playing them in anticipation of the big hole i had to play hitting shots that i thought i might have to hit okay hold on on. that's not true because you hadn't played the 18th hole yet you didn't even know what it was i knew what it was i knew it was a par five i knew knew, all you knew knew is all you knew is that it was a par five that's it and i knew what the green and the approach looked like because you could see it from the practice green so i looked at it had a set so i knew okay i'm probably gonna have to hit uh you know an iron a short iron on a layup i'm probably gonna have to i know i'm gonna have to hit driver so i started hitting clubs like anyway, so I was practicing, getting myself ready for it. Uh, played the last sixteen and seventeen quite well, and then just like a caged tiger, just started walking around eighteen quietly and unassuming. I had felt I had no pressure on me because my opponent had beaten my brains in that day. And uh, we get to the tee box. He hit. I I win the the flip. I hit a, eh, a mediocre drive. It's in play, but it's not super great. He pummels his a thousand miles down the fairway. Long as he's hit all day, so I, I'm getting a little anxious. I hit my second. It hits the top of a sand trap, jumps in the air, rolls out of the sand trap onto a flat lie in the rough. He gets up to his ball. He's trying to put me away. He takes out his three metal. He is trying to drive it up towards, and he clips it to the right and puts it out of bounds. He has put, and then so I hit a very safe third up to the 100-yard marker, trying to play this on and four. Uh, he flubs his fourth after the drop. Uh, I then sort of blade my angle wedge trying to come in. I leave it about 40 yards short of the, the pin. Uh, he flubs again. So now I'm sitting with a stroke in hand from 40 yards away. And Pat walks by, you know, saying, okay, you're not going to get this. Don't be afraid to use your hybrid now. And I'm like, he's right. So I grab the hybrid. It's a, a play I love to use. It's something that I, when I watch a lot of pro golf, it's something anytime a pro does it, the commentators always say what a smart play that was. They never recommend it, 
But anytime they ever do it, they're like, that is such a smart play to use a fairway metal or a hybrid around the green. And so I took up my hybrid, took a look at the, the green, see where it needed to go. Like Phil at the San Diego Championship when he took the pin out from 90 yards away, asking Bones to tend it for a chip in. You know, I spent walked right up there and took a close look, stood over that ball, took a deep breath and uh, bumped it within about five feet. There was another bad putt and the hole was conceded to me. And despite it all, despite the 14 people following me up the green, like this is the open championship and we're on the 18th hole. And, uh, you know, people, you know, vociferously expecting me to fail when the moment was biggest and when the stakes are highest, as usual, I came through. Uh, now, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people would like me to know, how do you get this clutch? How do you teach clutchness? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's I guess it's just something that you're innately born with. Paul has a, a Paul, Paul, ha Paul has a question. Did Tim wish the guy who shanked it in the woods good luck? Oh yeah, yes he did. <laughs> well, we wished each other. Good I know luck. what happened. We wished each other. We wished each other good luck on the tee box in a gentlemanly way. So the guy that you didn't win a hole off all day makes a nine on the playoff hole, and you come through in the clutch. I'm proud of you. Our team won. Thank so, you. It was I, a Len, it was a Len Matisse Mike Weir situation. Like, congratulations. Thank Congratulations, you. Captain Tim. You now get to you know Captain Clutch. Six years recounting your captain's glory. This every will be, yeah. you know every time any sort of tense situation is happening in your matches, you can use this as an anecdote. Um, for this your is Al captain. Bundy. This is Al Bundy scoring four touchdowns. Or uh, maybe in high you, you're so clutch, you could even suggest that. Um, you know, you play playoffs, and the cap, the other team will let the captain concede the playoff to you next time. Because, <laughs> like, you are so clutch. I, yeah, you, the guy made the mistake, and that's how you win. Like, and you played it smart. But I'm, I'm happy for you. Might have been funnier to hear all your line scores, and then to hear you making the nine <laughs> on the whole. But um, no, listen, you look like. Uh, it's a great achievement. You in a rocking chair with that trophy. I was proud of you, Tim. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, I haven't got a lot of top-tier sporting event moments in my life that I've accomplished, but winning a big 14-man, four-man playoff by myself on a playoff hole with everybody watching and all the pressure on me, like, you can't replicate those butterflies, and you can't replicate that feeling. And uh, I'm going to be savoring this accomplishment. So... I have the question everybody in the PME universe wants to know. How did you reward yourself? <laughs> well, we had to drive home right away, so I couldn't reward myself instantly. But let's just say that night for supper, I enjoyed uh, some uh, some pizza pizza delight. Oh, you got you got you got pizza delight after we stopped at Wendy's on the way back. I had to have some pizza delight to celebrate. <laughs> Jack, I only had Jack. I only had two little JBCs at Wendy's. It wasn't a meal. It was just a little snack. So we didn't I, have any lunch. No, we did not have any lunch. That is it's like true. a late lunch. I was like refueling, like a pro athlete who uses like those gel Gatorades on the bench. Uh, you know, like as uh, as refueling. Uh, I just had a couple of quick JBCs from Wendy's on the way back uh, before uh, before my real meal. So I, even, I even added bacon to the garlic fingers. I was uh, I was feeling it. So is the, like the trophy on your mantle now? 
So I don't carry the trophy. The guy who runs the tournament does, but our names will all be engraved on it as the other years have been with the little C by my name for the captaincy. And it will go down in history as the, at least the only, maybe the only ever time, like even in the history of the Ryder Cup, I think they only tied once in the history of the Ryder Cup. It just doesn't happen very often that when you play this many rounds of golf that your final result should end up in a tie. Uh, and it didn't look good early. Uh, we uh, we lost the first session five matches to two. Uh, and at that point, sort of my leadership was uh, sort of in the fray. And I, But I put together marvelous teams. And we won both the morning and afternoon session on Saturday. Uh, and then we were terrible again in singles on, on, on Friday, uh, on Sunday. But uh, it was a really relieving and satisfying moment. And my opponent was very graceful and gracious. Uh, you know, he, he, of course, when he was down, he didn't try to make me make a four putt from six feet at which everyone, but one person understood that that was the gracious and polite thing to do. Uh, it was a really fun weekend, even though I've been playing, I've been playing the worst golf of my life all year and it was all worth it. It was all worth it for that one moment. I would have taken this entire year of golf for that one hole rather than be shooting in the low eighties, high seventies and have lost that playoff hole. I'd make that now. Maybe that's because I'm just a team player and I like to thrive under pressure and like to be known as a clutch guy. But either which way, it was a perfect capper. And you're lying too. You're lying too after getting lucky on your second. Mm -hmm. And his team, like, was he being encouraged to get the kill shot? No, I looked over and he's not a big long hitter, but nonetheless. He's in the dead center of the fairway, and it's a pretty wide hole. Like, even a bad miss from as good a drive as you explained leaves him in a real, like, a good good miss that even if he duffs it, but it goes straight like 140 or 50. here's the thing. So there's only one place you couldn't miss is where he missed, and he's not very long. But as a part of this par five, it's, like, pretty flat all the way, and then probably 170 out from the hole to around like 120 out from the hole. There's this huge gully that you can, you can play out of it. Like it's fairway or it's rough or fairway down there. It's not out of bounds, but you really don't want to be down there is, I mean, I walked over and I was like, man, I'm glad I'm not hitting a shot out of here. So he took out the three wood to ensure that he got over that. He probably didn't need to use the three wood, but this is the same guy who's actually pretty good. But if it's like, if it's like a par three, that's 130, or it's a par three, that's 170. He's using seven iron. Like that's just, he has like four clubs that he hits. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think if if it had been me in that spot, I would have taken out my six iron, picked a spot in the middle of the fairway that I liked and just put an aggressive swing on a safe club. But for whatever, I mean, he was juiced with adrenaline. Like you've been playing drive. horrible all season, all week. You're oh, not yeah. even having a good hole at this point. You're no, not having I'm not. a bad hole. So it's almost like as if I like you just kicked the can down the road versus Tim. He's gonna blow this thing himself. Yes, exactly. I think giving me as many opportunities to have rope to hang myself was the play. And I mean, I caught a break. And then I made sure that my next one to take an aggressive swing of the nine iron and put it right where it needed to be uh, to leave my. So, yeah, it, it was it. It was weird how it played out, but I was just I was I was elated. I was very relieved. I mean, I, you know, I let my, I want, because course. your performance was abysmal and, and deservedly so and deservedly so. Uh, I didn't want to let my team down. I only contributed a victory in one of the four matches I was in. I didn't have a great uh, weekend of golf, but when the lights were brightest, 
like came to play, I guess. And like, had you not won when it was over, Pat probably does a um, Phil Mickelson, you know, post team presser cutting you up. <laughs> Uh, hey, you know what? I, I, I can't say I. I had to drive him back, so I didn't want to throw him under the bus too much. But realistically, <laughs> him losing the first match against the really awful guy put us in the playoff, and me not winning either of my individual matches cost us bigly. Yeah, I really thought you were going to win your individual match, and when I heard you were, were losing uh, in terms of match play by a decent amount, I was like, oh my god, really? I kind of penciled that one in. I, I ran into, Jeff, I ran into two juggernauts. The first day, a guy shot his best score of the year by nine strokes, and then a guy <laughs> shot his best score of the year by six strokes against me. I lost my, and, yeah. I, I lost 84-83 day one. Like, when we counted up all the scores, Ooh. I was low second to the one really guy, on, really good guy on our team, but I couldn't win a match. <laughs> uh, that's tough. And I mean, in the match that I lost to the worst player, he also had his best career ever round. He shot 91. Uh, that day. That was by far his best ever career rank. Like, he's not good. Like, yes, I played poorly, you know, stipulated. I only shot 97 that day, but he shot like a 91. Like, he played good golf. So, And, Jeff, the guy that has to engrave it was the guy that Tim beat in the playoff. It's tough, and he's the person who organizes the entire tournament. He was very uh, down. Like his, he, he, was like to, he was trying to hide it, and he was very down. Oh, he was, he was gracious. Uh, but glum and, and I get it I would have felt I would have felt really sad and like the pressure was on him not on me because like nobody expected me to do anything had been watching me golf I was struggling uh, I felt bad like in the same way that anyone who like wins feels bad that the other person couldn't win too and here's the thing I was willing to go for a tie I told him like I don't care ties nope. are a part you, of you, 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 you would have been <laughs> one of 14 people who voted for this ends in a tie by the way like, there's a lot of sporting events, important sporting events, that end in ties. Like, there's no shame in tying at all. At the Olympics, if two sprinters have exactly the same speed, they don't do a tiebreaker. Both are awarded first-place medals. Uh, they do this in all kinds of events. So I'm, I'm kind of not... You went there for... You play five, four or five rounds of golf. <laughs> and if you can't decide between two teams, then you can't... Like, to me, that would have been fine, too. I'd have been perfectly fine with drawing drawing. So the other thing I wanted to bring up, Jeff, it's now two days later, and I still have a fucking headache. Like I, I don't know what's Oof. going on with me. Like I'm. This just, is the first day I felt a little better. I'm just wiped out. Like the the closer I get to forty, the worse this is going for me. How are you? Like after your? Is it usually yeah. like? Is, is someone was even discussing a bachelor party on this trip for one of our friends that are coming up? I was like, I will sign on to one night of a bachelor party, and I am. I'll, I don't care where it is. If it's in fucking Japan, I'll fly to Japan for a night, and I'll fly back. I can't be there because I'm just. I'm written off for a week now. Yeah, it's bad. I'm. I'm bad. I just total mess. I'm a total mess, and would take me it takes me a while to find my equilibrium again when i get that level of of drunk it's it's sad it's not just like gatorade and bacon and i feel good again I, that's what like, i that's that's days. what i was trying <laughs> i was pumping myself full of gatorade t tons of grease in the morning trying to soak that shit up now now who's not working for me <laughs> well this one is mini I was at a party a couple of weeks ago and somebody had it on the table, something I have not seen in forever, which was chip dip. And it occurred to me, where did chip dip go? Why don't people use dip anymore for their chips? Is it that like everybody has to eat these new fangled hipster flavors? Give me some hipster flavors that people eat. Oh, like you go to the grocery store now and there's like cheesy garlic bread and uh, 
Uh, and there is like various like international dishes that potato chips are flavored like. And there's like oh, the fries dish. and gravy. It's like one of them was like a tandoori chicken, like which may be perfectly delicious, but I don't want that as a potato chip. Uh, or like, you know, it, it, you anyone who goes to a grocery store knows if you look down the potato chip aisle, there's all kinds of like unusual. Doesn't mean they're bad. They're just unusual flavors that you wouldn't anticipate. And like dip ch- and so this I was at this place and they had the dip for the chips with plain chips. And I was like, this is so much better than flavored mm. chips. This is amazing. What has happened to chip dip? And I went looking the other day for it. There's only like two or three kinds in the store. And I was like, when I was young, there was all kinds of chip dip, and it was great. Uh, Whatever happened to dipping chips in dip? It was such a great thing. It seems like it's a lost culinary art. And I'm here to say it's time for it to be reclaimed. Paul would like to – Yeah, I was like, COVID – That was what what I was going to say. I was like, well, COVID happened, and people are not going to like – chew on chips and then dip it into a bowl shared with other people like that's what well, you don't put your face in like, a bowl. would you say COVID, did covid kill like the bar peanuts oh, oh, yeah. I, I oh yeah i don't know about that i haven't been to enough bars that have peanuts since like the the communal peanuts but i don't know i guess the take i will have on the chip dip is that i, I assume you're talking about like the ruffles white chip dip right like the <laughs> onion dip that one is the best but it is not even that. I looked in the cold aisle where you know you find the yogurt and the sour. No, but when cream when and... you when you went to when you went for the chips, yeah, it was I'm pretty sure in a Ruffles jar. But this, but the other day I picked up some of the the cold stuff, the Philadelphia style stuff. Delicious, fantastic, amazing. I was like, why? Whatever happened to chip dip? Why well, isn't it like a thing? Like even if you're on your own, like why not have the chip dip? What's well, it's so much better than flavor chips. It just did so much better. What happened? Well, that's that's not necessarily the case. One, listen, I like the chip dip as well, but I'm not 21 anymore, and I can afford better stuff. I think that's what has happened here. That oh, but it's so good. Yeah, it's it's real low, Jeff. The the Ruffles chip dip, and it's just like when you buy the Tostitos cheese to dip your like regular Tostitos in. Like people can like shred their own cheese at home. It just but what t- about the good dips? The ones Hel- you find in the in the in the dairy section. Hell of those a good are, is amazing. actually the best dip. That's hell of a good are excellent. There was also hell of a good. That's the other one that was at the party. I do I loved it. It was a onion one. But isn't like hummus has been like a thing that's still hummus? Uh, you, you you have to think about the uh, the prevalence of guacamole now over chip dip for a lot of this stuff the the high-end salsas that you can buy and put out as a dip for a table or even just put it on some of those chips but like realistically the only chip that you're dipping is going to be like the regular chip and frankly ruffles regular chips are really the only ones that you want to go to because they have the sort of thickness that can actually withstand dipping it into something without breaking can you actually like dip lays chips i don't feel like no, that would ever old work dutch the old dutch uh, rippled ones yeah but the old, old dutch aren't big enough is the problem like ripples like you get a big bag of regular or regular as it should be called ruffles chips like they're big like they can they can support some it's solid dip 100 percent but, but that's agree. it. But just think about you talk about like the new fancy flavors. What about just regular flavors that have been around for ages? Like I, I would like to know the breakdown. Unless you're having a party with like children, that 
I mean, are people even getting re regular chips anymore? Are they getting, like, Doritos? Or are they getting barbecue chips? In Canada, all dress chips, ketchup chips. All, like, those flavors have been around for, like, 50 years at this point. Like, people are accustomed to those. That regular chips just aren't around. And those are the only ones you can dip. What do you think, Jeff? I, yeah, I don't, um... I guess my question to you, Tim, is are you turned off by chip flavors as you are like when things no. that aren't supposed to have flavors go with extra flavors? Not as much. Not as much. <laughs> uh, because there's you know, there's always been like a somewhat variety of chip flavors. And I got no problem with people playing around with flavors. Like I was annoyed last year when like Lay's made an all dressed, but they were just using the all dressed seasoning from Ruffles and throwing that on the Lay's. That seemed stupid. Yeah, I bought some of those bags they were that good. were like... They uh, were good. It was like a combo of barbecue and their sweet chili heat Dorito, but I ended up, couldn't taste either of them. Yeah, and then it, it was like do it. It was Cheetos and ketchup chips, and I honestly, they just didn't taste like anything. And some of like the international flavors, I've had them and think they're pretty good, but never got them again. Uh, just they're not the usual, my usual go-tos. And neither were, I mean, I like playing chips. They never have been my go-to either. But at this party, it was like I was reintroduced, you might say, to plain chips and chip dip. And I was like, you know what? This is where it's at right here. You, you know, this no, is. No, this see, is, I, I feel like that's if, you, if you, that, that's if you hook up with an ex one weekend and you're just like, oh, well, you know, what could have been? And then you're like, you try to get back with them. And it's just like, oh, God, I remember why we broke up in the first place. Chip dip, I said. I could sit there and that's also the part of it too. Like if you like a chip, <laughs> two chips, that's fine. You just have like 20, 30 chips with the chip dip. You start feeling really bad. Not even just about yourself. Cause you will do that too. But like physically you will feel bad just cause at this age, your body's just not used to consuming that kind of stuff. Yeah. Don't be, don't be buying that and stop storing it at home. Yeah. Like go back when you have it a party, but like do not get in the habit of having like a, you know, a jar of hell of a good and a bag of Ruffles chips every week. That's how worse much, than fish and chips. How, how many? I would say so. How much do you think a jar of Ruffles chip dip has for calories, Tim? A jar? I mean, it takes a while to get through a jar. Oh, right? you could eat one of those jars in a sitting. I guarantee you. No, no, because you wouldn't have enough. You'd have to eat like an entire bag of chips. You, and then I don't think you'd get you, through a whole jar. You don't think that you could eat an entire bag of chips in one sitting? Really? Oh, I'm not saying that I could. I'm not saying I couldn't do that. I'm saying that I don't know that a whole bag would take care of a jar of chip dip. You know, if you really loaded it up, I guess. I mean, you, you don't want too much. You know, it's all about proportion and ratio. I mean, I don't know. A jar probably has like 400 calories in it. Huh. How how big is it? All I'm seeing is it just for two tablespoons of it. It has 60 calories. How many tablespoons do we think are in a jar of rush ruffles? Yeah, probably like fifty. How many grams? Fifty. How many is two? How many grams is two tablespoons? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Um, I would say that's probably. I bet you it's like five hundred grams. Five hundred grams, grams in an entire jar. That would be my guess. Well, that would make it a thousand or nine hundred calories. It feels like it should be more than that, though. Sounds about right. A lot of fat. Yeah, it sounds but like, yeah, you're, you're eating it with a bag of chips that also has a thousand calories. Well, so. there's that too, right? But I'm saying for people who are, you know, football season is about to be amongst us. 
And maybe for week one, you get together with a bunch of friends and watch the games. You're watching that Thursday night game. You're like, what do I want to bring to the football watching party? That Not, no, 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 no. You don't bring that shit upon. over here. You show up with a bag of chips and chip dip. How and- uh, how often did you bring over chips last year they got eaten? Just like when you brought over that fucking Halloween candy that no one ate that rotted at my house. And not not many, but I'll tell you what, you bring that bag of Ruffles original chips and you bring a, a dip and uh, people, some people at that party will thank you. They're like, you know what? This was really good. Thanks. It's like, I haven't done this in a while and I forgot how awesome this is. And, uh, you know, this is a lost art form. And uh, you'll, you'll, everyone will be, most people will be appreciative of your efforts. And uh, I'm telling you, chip dip shouldn't have gone away. Don't know why it's gone away like to see it resuscitated times what did i say it was 90 or 60 60 yeah it's got like 800 calories in it per per jar if one person ate an entire jar to him or herself sure but that doesn't happen as a rule i feel like it's gonna be the same people or just right around that because uh, you get the one in you <laughs> and then it just keeps going i'm telling you well this is it right that, it, that it's hard i mean but you'll run out of chips before you run out of dip if you're smart that means you've eaten a lot of chips yeah, if you just like make it have a cereal bowl of them, uh, you know. When was the last time you had a cereal bowl of chips? Yesterday. Really? Yes. No one's believing that for a second. Okay, well that's just true. I had a cereal bowl of Ruffles <laughs> chips and some dip. So I saw it at the store. I was like, oh yeah, it was delicious. Oh yeah, you went you went to the store yesterday and you bought a bag of chips and the Ruffles stuff after you went to this party. And all you did, you had a just a cereal bowl. How big was this? What are you eating cereal out of? Like one of those giant silver bowls? No, the cereal bowls that you bought me. I don't go with the I dishes. Don't believe this. Not for I a second. I poured the chips into a cereal bowl and I brought them over here to my table and I brought the dip with me and I thoroughly enjoyed them while I listened to my podcasts. And how many times did you go back and refill those? No, just the one time. Just the one time. Because after that one refill? No, no refills. After you had that thing, you're like, you know what? You're like, that's enough for now. Like, you're feeling it. Like, it was delicious. But at the same time, no one doesn't want to overdo it. Okay, so Uh, today, like, when you do your laundry and you feel like you've earned a reward, you can have some chips and dip. A hundred percent. That's why I got those chips and dip to reward. I had a lot of laundry to do when I got back from this trip. I knew I didn't want to do it. Jeff, do you believe him that he only had one bowl? It's true. I only had one bowl. My hand to God, that's all I had. I mean, I don't know. He's pretty open about when he... Yeah, I don't see... I wouldn't lie about it. If I had two, I'd say it too. No, we know what you lie about and what you don't. This this you're lying about. I'm not. I'm really not. Am I going to have a bowl tonight? Yeah, probably. Not going to lie. That's probably going to happen after You said you're going to McDonald's. I didn't say... I may go to McDonald's. Oh, I haven't decided Tim, on that yet. Breaking news. Someone just tweeted us and said, I used to work on a reality show, reality TV show, where people were, quote, living entirely off the grid. And on off days, these people were at the convenience store buying Doritos and Twinkies and crap like that. <laughs> well, I'd like to know which show that is. Well, I mean, I'm sure I'm about, sure that that's true. I'm sure, sure there are any- some. Look, I'm not sure some are fixed, but like Survivor and alone, people aren't doing that. You can tell from their physicality mm-hmm. okay. that they're wasting away. Okay. Well, they are. Like, they are literally wasting away. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not rigged, for sure. Yeah, definitely no producer intervention there, as we found out anyway, from you. Chip dip. Come back. You we miss you. It sounds like you're supporting the entire industry right now with your one bowl. This is the first... It was one bowl. This is the first time I bought chip dip in dickety years. And I'm telling you, I am pleased with the choice. But 
Paul is also very right to caution. This is not a habit you want to get into. It feels like a habit that's very easy to get into and one that cannot become a habit. I can't buy it because it would become, um, I mean, I would just probably eat a whole, like I don't buy chips. I don't buy dip because they just, as soon as I open a bag of chips, it's gone. Yeah, I I have the clamp. I I clamp them. I put them in my thing. I have no self-control. You you think Tim does? This is why I don't. No, I, I listened to all of his everything he was saying. I was just like, he's just putting on a, some posture for the program here. Like that's what I would do too, and claim that I don't. I act actively do not buy potato chips because I have I can't control myself. Oh look, as Saint Augustine said, perfect abstinence is far easier than perfect moderation. I get it. Uh, I support that, but at the same time, you know these chips. You can't eat too many of the chips, or you do feel bad. Like in, like you you feel that, and you get to your limit. Last time we talked chips, you said that the gas station like Exxon Esso chips oh, were so favorite, good. Were the best so chips good. I don't know if they're Canada. my favorite, but they're so good. There's just like the Circle K brand chips are so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, give them a try. Gas station branded chips are the so number one chip good. in the well, I don't know if they're the number one, but they're excellent. And they're not to be looked down one's nose at. Uh, and they're to be enjoyed. If you're on your way to a to a football party, you got to stop to get gas or lotto tickets or cigarettes or whatever it is you're stopping for, and you're like, oh, I forgot to bring something, you grab a bag of Circle K chips and some dip, and people will be hyped that you've come. That's a tip from me to you. That's a, that, that is a can't-miss, surefire tip. Is this why you leave me to get all the food on Sundays? Well, I have offered to bring stuff in the past and have been told no. Yeah. <laughs> Not just by me That's either. Why. I'm already looking forward to where we're going to order from next Sunday. Oh, we're not. We're just going to show up and no food. Uh, that, that, that can't happen. Why not? Well, if we're going to be there for the long haul all the way through the second set of games, we got to eat. That's why you said abstinence is easier. Easier. No food. Oh, it is. No food. Abstinence no is easier food. than moderation. No food. Well, then I will be very hangry when we do our show. Excellent. It's good. And hopped up on an empty stomach and 12 DCs on an empty stomach. Oh, no DCs either. They're illegal at the office now. That is not true. No, it is. That's just a big sign on the door. I saw it today. Yeah, but I, I'm grandfathered in. Hold on. We got to get by for the week one show. We got to figure out this Mike Williams bet because we the will. Internet, when we're due the, the week internet one show, told we us we're going to have cash, but it's also going to be for a shoey, and you're going to have to chug a Diet Pepsi out of a shoe. I, I, a di- I will do that. What about Diet Crystal Pepsi? I already bought it. I know. He gave it to me. It's in my fridge. I'm not going to drink that. <laughs> we got to save it for the shoey. <laughs> I thought I had figured out a little life hack. Oh, God. Only to be told pretty squarely that the opposite is true. <laughs> and <laughs> I think I'll tell the story and then see if you guys think, can at least understand my logic, even though I was wrong. So I was informed. I mean, I kind of knew this already, but I was informed last week. I mean, I, I don't know this, but. Pat claims I like to snore. I sh- uh, I played you is- the video of it that where claims. you where you woke yourself up. You were snoring so loudly. So anyway, I so I so I believe him, and so I decided. I, I know that from the past that I'm a back sleeper. Always have been. I'm the sort of person if I sleep all night. I'm flat on my back. The blankets do not move. I get up. I flip the sheets over, and the bed is made. That's the way I sleep. So. I know that that is also conducive to snoring. So 
I have been trying to force myself to lay on my side to sleep, but I find it difficult in bed because you get no back support. So I had this bright idea that I would sleep each night on my couch and use the cushions, like the back cushions, the way couches are built, to like lean into them while I slept, thinking that would give me the back support I needed to sleep while uh, on my side. But I've been finding my back's been sore the last couple, last like week or so. And I didn't put two and two together, but I was told in no uncertain terms that couches are not made for sleeping. They're, not, they're made for being to be seated and that you're not getting any back support sleeping on your side on the couch and you're ruining your back doing that. You're not helping yourself and that beds were designed to sleep in couches were not. But I thought, oh, maybe I could be one of these people who couch sleeps and it'd be good for my back, but uh, good to prevent my snoring. But I find it's causing my back to hurt but can you understand why i was approaching it this way and like i kind of like sleeping on the couch like the couch is great for naps it's great to lounge out on it's near the tv it's comfortable it's all padded uh like his point was like look couch cushions sink down they don't support you at all they're not made to support you but i mean i just kind of thought it was a good idea and uh that's my story am i am i totally off base here like you this idea you helped nobody in this rant there's not a single person watching that didn't know what sleeping on the couch will do to your back consistently. It didn't occur to me. I thought it would actually help me by leaning backwards, sort of like on my side on the couch. Uh, you know, Then you actually have something that's behind your back while you're in bed that will prevent you from like necessarily rolling over onto your back, right? So trying to solve this snoring problem, this alleged snoring problem, I caused some. So, so pain. is it an alleged snoring problem, or do you actually agree that you snore? Yeah, I, I mean, I say alleged, sort of uh, sarcastically. Yes, I understand that I'm told I snore. But have you come to terms with that you do snore a lot? Well, so then this is why I'm using trying to use the couch as a remedy to this problem. So when we suggested that you go for a sleep study or try to get like one of those, I, can't, I don't have a doctor right now. You can just go to a walk-in. It'll take you like two seconds. Well, this is what I was told last night as well, but I never used a walk-in. I don't know how the walk-ins work. Hey, do you want to foster a guess how a walk-in clinic works? (laughs) I don't actually know how it works. Just maybe, you know know what? Let's, 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 you and I and Jeff and Paul, we're going to do an experiment here. All right. No wrong answers. No laughing at anyone. A walk-in clinic. Talk me through how you think that might work. Obviously, it's like a, a doctor, I guess, you walk into to their office and see, but, 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 wow! get a sleep study, to Nailed get a sleep it. study, uh, what I was reading is that they send the results to your doctor to get a recommendation. Well, I don't have a doctor. So, like, a walking clinic doesn't solve me there. Well, it does, because right? they, they, no they would, they would just, I mean, you still have your doctor. He's just, like, 98 years old and can't stand no, up. No, no, my doctor has retired. Oh, thank God, because he was giving you really bad health advice. Well, we disagree. Anyway, when he told uh, you you were in perfect health, look, <laughs> my point is I don't have a doctor right now. And go, so I didn't know how to do Just go to a But then they don't have anyone to send the doctor's thing to. You can send it to them. It's easy. Send I, it to, I oh, I just say send I, it to the walk in? Yeah, send it to okay. the doctor. Send the walk-in. it to the walk in. Yes. That, 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 that sounds. They'll so send it to the doctor, doctor from the walk in who referred you to the goddamn sleeping place. And then I just walk in again? Yes, it's a walk-in. Yeah, 
Oh, well, I don't know if the usual doctors in the walk-in. I don't know how the walk-ins see, work. It's a rotation he, of doctors. Yeah, I mean, there's doctors who are stationed there. I mean, like, I used to go to my, like, just in Toronto. It was much easier because they had, like, not necessarily private walk-ins, Jeff, but I didn't want to get a family doctor while I was up there, so I always used walk-ins. But, hey, you go schedule your appointment. Just show up at the time. It's great. Yeah. Same people every time if you want to. So we just go to yellowpages.com <laughs> com and then call them and see if it's okay to walk in. Or just walk in. Like, Tim, <laughs> I was you're going to probably sense. need a doctor's referral to get the appointment. The walk-in clinic will refer you to that place. You'll do the test with the sleep place. They say we'll have your results in three to five days. They're going to send your results to the walk-in. You in a week or five days, book an appointment, walk back in the walk-in. I think you'll be okay but oh, i didn't realize that i don't i'm back like to that. the sleeping on the cat like no life partner has kicked you out of your bed to send you to the couch you have voluntarily gone to the couch all my life i'll get up at like 2 a.m and like either go sleep in my chair or sleep on the couch <laughs> but doing it my whole life it's just like a change of scenery what? and because couches are incredibly comfortable at least mine is uh but I've what's been... wrong with your bed Nothing. I get couches being comfortable. I get chairs being comfortable. They're sort of like this guy code thing. Or I don't want to say it's guy code. It's a common practice. Mattresses are one of those like short list things that you shouldn't cheap out on that you probably should spend. Well, I guess people will debate that because now you got your like $200 mattresses in a box. Hey, hey. You know, by you, NASA. Well, I believe sponsor this show, Jeff. Uh, they they used to sponsor the show, but I think the code still works. Helix.com slash mayo. I got my Helix in the box. No, I have one too. And it was fucking amazing. <laughs> amazing. But would you use that as like your primary mattress? Yeah. Well, I mean, I got like the $2,000 one because they sent it to me for free. So I was like, uh, okay. I, I asked him, I was like, you're going to send me one for free? Can I get... Like, is there like a price limit on this? They're like, no, get whatever one you want. So it's not like, I mean, I had spent zero on it, but it showed up in a box. I think it's like a $2,000, $2,500 mattress. It is fantastic. I like my mattress. Don't get me wrong. Just, Doesn't sound like you it. You can't like your mattress if it's sending part of my you logic, to other though, places. Part of morning. my logic was I thought I'd get the back support on my side from laying on the couch. What type of mattress do you I mean? have, Top Cat? Uh, a Serta. Sort of, kind of. How old is it? Sort of, kind of cast. Three years old. Okay, you're fine. Do you do you, are, 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 are you rotating? Like used to be my grandma's mattress. Yeah, I, I was it fully prepared. Be, it used to be my. Too. It used to be my grandmother's mattress. It did. Yeah, it used to be my grandmother's mattress. <laughs> so, so you've had it for three years. How long does she have it for? No, no, it's a three-year-old mattress. She bought it three years ago. She didn't like it. She gave it to me when I moved into my new spot. I was looking for mattresses. She's like, yeah, "You can have this one." Okay. I was like, "Thanks." All Maybe right. that's the problem because I don't know buying a mattress. Like I do agree in those ads for the Helix type companies. It's a very like you're supposed to go to a store and lie on something for like three minutes and then decide it's a uh, and it's expensive. It's a very awkward. It's a very awkward thing. But I don't know, Tim. Maybe you need something something different yeah well when i filled out like the the helix survey it asked me like do you like a firm mattress a soft mattress or something in between do you like to be warm when you sleep do you like to be cold when you sleep do you sleep on your side do you sleep on your back like it went through all of the different questions and then it gave me the recommendation at the end like i've gone into i used to work in a mattress store that 
I mean, what are you really going to learn from laying down three minutes on a mattress? Nothing. But I'm trying to break a habit here. I'm trying to break a habit. And I thought that couch sleeping would be efficacious. Snoring's not a habit. Like, smoking is a habit. But back sleeping is what's causing the snoring. Yeah, but you have no control over that because you're going to be asleep. You're going to sleep however you sleep unless you get, like... I don't know. You start sleeping like the Hannibal Lecter thing, like this, and then well, I used to put that ten- back in the day. Remember, I used to have that tennis ball in my shirt to prevent <laughs> myself from that. laying on my back, and it was effective. Him, you uh... can't... What did Jeff? what did Jeff say? Cam is one of those like uh, sleep mask things. I my, remember my dad does too. Th- to those work- are those are sleep apnea masks, though. So I don't know if uh, that's why I suggest that you get the sleep study because you might have sleep apnea. Well, yeah, I, I thought I could try to fix it on my own first. Before, of course, that I always works. That. that always works out well for you. Fixing it. Well, some- what's his snoring sound like? I've got a buddy. Sprag- oh my god, Sprag- it is got, like it sounds like he's like sawing down logs and like choking I, on a cat i i would say it sounds like when you don't prime your lawnmower and just give it a rip you and it starts sleep. the engine but the engine doesn't start yeah just every three seconds just yeah it, you, is you how may, i would describe you may have sleep apnea in which case it's like you know, your brain's not getting enough oxygen in the middle of oh the night. i can't remember the last time i woke up and felt good i yeah. always wake up exhausted you out, man. it's a bit i mean it's, it's a, a pain in the ass having to connect that thing every single day but my dad had it my uh my buddy has it and it's like since he got it now he actually wakes up in the morning refreshed after like years and years of us telling him like dude go see a, a sleep specialist hey yeah but i'm not the type to go see a doctor or a specialist you're a doctor tim you could die not that type you of doctor. die from this if you don't if you're not breathing properly in the middle of the night and i suspect i'm not i, I suspect i'm not breathing properly because i then, downloaded then you, one of those apps you seem like a guy who is afraid of death as as any mortal man should you should get this checked out. It's actually getting that you know getting your rest getting good rest is very important to general happiness and health I think that's absolutely true, and I don't get good rest. I'll be the first one to say I get very poor rest. Yeah, you can just go to this place. It's right by your house. It's called the Snore Shop. This is a place I was looking, I think. Well, one of the places. Anyway, I, I don't I, think you need a referral I, to I walk into the Snore Shop. No, but I think you need a doctor's referral for any equipment or something in order to, like, to put it through insurance or whatever. Well, I mean, even if it doesn't go through insurance, it sounds like you should just get one of these things. Well... Think about it this way, Tim. Tim, you spend one third of your life sleeping. You should you, really you invest in like this. Five Not me. I don't sleep this that year. Well, of course you don't sleep that much because you can't fucking sleep properly. You bought. Five I did spend golf- it out. Yeah. You bought. You bought five golf drivers this year. <laughs> Four. Think of which about I the returned. number of hours that you spend trying to sleep in bed, and how many how many hours you spend golfing, you know, in a year. That's a fair point. You make a very fair point there, Paul. How about this? It costs you money, but it makes you feel better. It's a a good investment. That's all I got to say. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. I think this is something. And I think the people will agree this is something that you should do. Fair enough. I I said I was hoping that by compelling myself on my side, this would remedy me of the problem. Yeah, but you can't stay on your side. Like your natural inclination. But that's what the couch is for. Yeah, but did it work? I don't know. No, it didn't. That's why your back fucking hurts. I was only sleeping for like 45 minutes stints and then like having to stretch and then like change the side of the couch. And anyway. the TV is on. Plus all the lights are on. But anyway, yeah, yes. People know not to just randomly sleep on the couch. That will hurt your back. So also, it's been- maybe turn off the nightlight and you'll sleep better. 
I got to have my lights on. So what if I got a pullout couch? Would like that solve the problem? Why would that be any different than a bed at that point, just with a worse mattress? I suppose that's true. Didn't really think that one out, did you? No, I didn't. Maybe no, I didn't. maybe you need to sleep upside down like a vampire. That's good for your back. Hanging by yeah, your around ankles my stomach. On my stomach. Maybe I, that would prevent it. I mean, unless I am blackout drunk, there is no way I can fall asleep on my stomach. It's impossible. Neither can I. It's very, very difficult. And really, I mean, that's only because I don't want to throw up and, you know, go full. Who was yeah. it? Was it the Led Zeppelin? Bon Scott, Bod, bon Scott from ACDC. Yeah. And also John Stumpy Peeps from Spinal Tap. Same thing. Uh, is that what happened to him, or wasn't he blown up by his drum set? Uh, I was him, or, or was that or was that Stumpy Joe Pete? St- Stumpy Joe Pete, and then there was Peter James Bond. Was another one. <laughs> I would like to know, and maybe you guys don't have this same sentiment because of where you live, but I, I live. In, I, live that, I live in the same place as you. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the structure. Oh, I gonna... live in a building that has an elevator. Oh. You don't. Jeffrey doesn't. I am now I am now convinced as someone who uses an elevator all the time, we need to bring back elevator operators. <laughs> I don't know when they went away, but we need to have them back. It is such an inconvenience when your hands are full of groceries and you get on that elevator and you've got to like lift them up onto your knee and like shimmy your arm around and like push your button and sometimes you push the wrong button and you got to push a different button. And then, like, rearrange it all and stand there. Or you're standing next to the elevator button and someone else gets on there and they ask you if they can push the button. And you're like, you then like, have to do it sort of thing. You have to, like, push that button rather than it be someone's job to do it. I don't – elevator operators were very reasonable. It was a thing we should have had – we had for uh, – it was practical. I'd like to see them return. I would rather have somebody push my elevator buttons for me and that sort of be their job. And you get to know that person. You get to chat with that person every day. Uh, you know, hi, John. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. Where are you off to today? It could be a personable thing. Someone who, I mean, again, because you two don't live in elevator places, you maybe not feel as strongly as I do. But I do live in an elevator place and take elevators frequently. And I can tell you that having an elevator operator would be legit. And I wish I had it. I, well, I, I go I, to your condo board. Yeah, like, go, go to your condo board this. right you now. You can all have your condo fees go up <laughs> monthly because you're all splitting this cost. If that's something you and your the, the, the people, you, you could go up at the annual meeting and present your case and be like, I yearn for the time where I could drive home and not have to pump my gas and not have to hit an elevator button. But the world we live in, requires it a lot of newer modern buildings with doorman the actually doorman actually picks the floor for you yeah he presses the, oh really yeah he, he presses any button yeah he presses the button at the like at the concierge station then it just directs you to the elevator that you're going to it says the floor that you're going to you just walk in that's legit see that is big savings over paying someone even if you paid them like okay so here's the thing. Why won't you press the button for someone? Like, hey, can you I, press? Oh, I always do. Oh, I always do. But you don't seem like, well, what the fuck is the problem? <laughs> or I hate having to ask people. What? What? To push you know what? They, they are happy to do it. They see you have your hands full. It's like, could you hit seven for me? No, they're and not I, happy I, to do I, it. They're, they'll oblige, but they're not happy to they, do okay, it. Okay, you know what? Maybe they're not happy, but they're not mad to do it either. It's just something that you do. Again, this goes back. Think, we uh, talked on We okay. talked on Sunday night about your lack of participation in proper society. This is just another piece of it. No, it's not. It, uh, it, like, it seems to me it would be more convenient for all involved 
if somebody was there to operate the buttons because I pushed the wrong button frequently enough. It's a disaster. Whoa, wait, 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 what do you mean you press the wrong button? There's a lot of buttons. Sometimes I mean to push seven and I push eight, or I mean to push five and I push six. How fat's I, your thumb? No, just I'm not paying attention closely enough. Like I'm trying to balance all these weights on my legs and my arms because I'm carrying a handful of groceries in. And because they got rid of the plastic grocery bags, I have to use those paper grocery bags now. And they don't have handles onto them. So you got to like lift these big old paper grocery bags and like try to balance them on your arm or something to get a hand free to push a button and then have to get them rebalanced. And it's like, it's such an inconvenience. I need to, I don't want to pump my own gas. I don't want to have to push my own elevator buttons. I don't want to have to put, rack my own weights at the gym. I want these. I don't want to make my reservations at the restaurant. I don't want to do these things. Okay, so how often would this person have to? This work? is what the task rabbit is for. I know you're, you're going like, to tell me. This is no, what no, 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 no. Here's the thing. I I get that you want to live in 1953. That's okay. I like that you've now lived in an apartment complex for six months, where I did it for a decade. Yet I don't know anything about elevators, but you do. You're the expert on elevators. You, you haven't you, lived with them in a while. You've forgotten. I haven't lived with it in a while. I think I lived in a condo building it's like two not years like ago. You worked. Yeah, but you, there's no elevator in that place. In a building downtown Toronto, like what are you talking about, Tim? Okay, so how, let's let's come up with a solution to this then. I think it's pretty easy. So, what's the minimum wage here? Is it like fifteen bucks an hour or something? I I don't know. Okay, so Tim Too Rich doesn't know what it is. We'll say it's we'll just call it. We'll call it fifteen. It's a horrible job. No, hold hold on, hold on. It's probably a lot better. Great job. Is it really? You want to do it? I would rather do and mow a lawn or like any other type of like or flip a hamburger at Burger King or work the front desk at the counter at Walmart I would rather be paid to get to meet people in a nice air-conditioned elevator and push okay buttons. so you would like to get paid to meet people in an elevator yet when you meet people in an elevator you're freaked out to talk to them because it's not their job I'm asking I'm imposing upon people you're not imposing at all and they're whatsoever. imposing on me Okay. Well, there's the point of I it. So, experience- hold on. I, hold on. I, w- I want to figure this out just cost efficiently here. How many elevators are in your building? Two. There's two elevators. So you need two operators on at all times. How long would these people work? I would, you know, in an ideal world, 24 7, 365, but I know that's not practical. I would like, let's say, well, eight you, could, to you, eight. You, you, could, you could pay them double on Christmas Day. They'd be pumped to do it, according to you. Double time and a half in this province. Uh, let's say seven to seven or eight to eight or something like that. Eight to eight? Well, what's that doing for people in the morning? Okay. So, well, it does some stuff for people in the morning, but I don't know. Find a time. Look, what I want is not to have to do the elevator thing. It's really, I almost dropped my bag of groceries the other day. I almost dropped them completely because of this hassle. Why don't you just, this why, is an why, why don't you just put them down and then press the button and pick them back up? Is I'm that... not putting my grocery bags on the dirty ground that people have walked on that I'm going to then take into my apartment and then put on my counter and have to Lysol to death all that stuff that touched the dirty ground. No, thank you. I'm, I, I have so many places that I want to take this for starters. Well, hold on. I respect Tim. I've never had to push an elevator button while holding three pallets of diet Coke before. There you go. Or the jug of water. Here's the perfect example. I have a water cooler. 
And that water cooler has one of those 18.9 liter jugs that needs to be refilled every couple of weeks. So here I am in the elevator with the 18.9 liter jug, you know, positioned in such a way where I've got like it on my knee or whatever standing there. And I've got to now figure out a way to put it down, but I can't put it down because I don't want it touching in any way, shape or form the ground. How am I going to maneuver myself to push a button to think it's just, it's extraordinarily, in, and I know like, we're going to get into this, that there's the task rabbit app where people will do the tasks for you. But I don't want that. I want there to be people who will like push the button. The elevator operator. So the way that I've you worked. You want to be. I, I've, I've worked this out. So if you they go eight to eight and you need two people 24 hours a day or not 24 hours a day for 12 hours a day, both elevators pay them the minimum wage of $15 an hour. That's going to come out to an extra 131 thousand dollars and four hundred dollars do you think that that would be something that people would want to split as an extra cost onto your your rent or your condo fees or whatever it might probably be? probably not, and that, and that's, not that, that's not including insurance i mean you could pay that out of your pocket with all the money you're saving like i i think we could find a way to make this work it would be nice to not have to push my own elevator buttons you can ex understand why it's extremely inconvenient now, sometimes you don't care because you get nothing in your hands. You just have like, oh, you just have a McDonald's bag or something. It's not a problem. But there are some times where I've got like an armful of stuff. And like, what are you going to do? It's put it like down. a real tough you, choice. You, you have two I options. I don't you not can, you can putting put my stuff okay, then, but, on then, the but, dirty, filthy then, ground. Then buy one of those old lady bags, Jeff, that we see, that I see people walking around with in Toronto all the time. When people have to go walk to get their groceries, then walk back to their place. It doesn't it's, fit all my it, stuff in it. It's, it's like a little pull cart. You're good to go. It, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't fit all your all, stuff in Also, it. I agree with you with the paper bags. That's absolute horseshit. However... I mean, the reusable bags, which are super durable, you can put anything in. Oh, I have them, but I always forget to then bring just, them. I you know always you're, forget you're, to bring them. You're willing to pay for elevator operators. Pay the fucking 99 cents for a new one when you go. I own the bags. I just forget. No, I'm not buying new bags every time. I have bags. I'm not buying a bunch well, of Well, then why don't you use the bags. fucking bags that you have then? Because I always Well, forget. then buy some fucking new ones and stop crying like a little fucking baby. Buy extras. Leave them in your car. Stop being a big baby. It's a disgusting job. I actually experienced a guy who looked like he wanted to kill himself. Okay. This happened recently because they still have these guys at the Sky Dome. It wasn't in the mirror, was the it? Elevator. It's just a guy was a hot mess. Um, just sitting there on his stool in this. It's just a dark hole that you're in for hours on end. No human should have to be there. If anything, move into a fancier building. Okay, that might even have a system where the front desk can talk to you in the elevator and say, send me to seven, Scotty. Like, I don't know, Tim, you're nuts. Anyway, this was my little mini. I find this to be a tremendous inconvenience sometimes. You are. I don't know. I don't I don't know. You call yourself a man of the people. You can't. I am a man for the people. He's trying to create no jobs. He's trying to, to he's you. trying to stimulate the economy. Let's go to the afternoon set of games before we get too angry about this. Atlanta is at the Rams. The Rams are favored by 10 and a half points. 47 is the over under. 
I want to take the Falcons. I like the Falcons. Took them last week. They almost covered on the partial sprinkle on the money line. I got the early payout on it. It was great, but they almost covered for everybody, and they nailed the five and a half. My my silver tier bet on the mineral show with Pizzola and Cam Stewart. We uh, we swept gold and swept silver last week. It was great news on the best bet show, but. You guys can talk me through this because I feel like the world is now going to be on Atlanta in this spot and just the Rams bounce back in a big way. Rams any, Rams any Rams any number. Yeah, pretty I, much I, the same. I, I'm not over Tim wanting to be treated like a sultan. <laughs> no, no, no. Having an elevator operator is not being treated like a sultan. I mean, you don't want to do about anything. It. I want the various things which we grew up with. Having a where? Hold on. Where did where did you me. where did you grow up that you had elevator <laughs> operators? Okay, I'm talking about people in our. In, I didn't grow up in an elevator area, but I'm thinking about like having gas pumped for me, various things done for me. That aren't done for me anymore. <clears throat> I like cashiers checking out my groceries. I know you don't. I get it. I like people checking out my groceries. I like people pumping my gas. Do you even walk your groceries back to your car? Or do you make like an 18-year-old do it for you? I I miss parcel pickup. I love parcel pickup. That's not a thing anymore. But I would have loved parcel pickup. Uh, so they, they pack your groceries in your car for you. Like there was ever, there was ever, it seems all these conveniences that we had are being taken from us. And I'm here standing saying, look, I miss them. They were convenient. People liked them. I'd like to have them back. Would you I be mad if you're if your building put like a floating robot that like followed you into the oh, elevator and did it for you? Yes, you know that I would be very upset about that because I don't like robots. I like oh, that. But you would so you'd still you would need it to be a human. Like a robot there wouldn't do even work for you. It would make me feel very uncomfortable. As opposed to You'd be more uncomfortable with the robot than demeaning a human by needing no, no. to press your button? It's not demeaning, Jeff. It is. It's a job that a person who has volunteered to, to work and is paid. I'm even uncomfortable. This could sound weird. Like, I don't even, I've never even played with a caddy because I. it's like really uncomfortable. Oh, caddies are great. Or a bathroom no, I'm attendant. I'm sure they are. I wish there and were more bathroom I, attendants. I should golf. Like, I should do it. But it's just like the concept. Well, no, there's different levels. Uh, we've gone too far. But I just mean there's like the lower level caddy that's just there to hold your bag. Like he's not there to read a putt. He's literally there to just, it's like a modern form of like, I don't know, making the guy drag rocks on his back for you. Well, we had one of the, when we went to Cabot, it was Tim, myself, and our two other friends. And one of our friends got, there's the A-level caddy and the B-level caddy. He got stuck with the B-level caddy. And do you remember, do you remember Ross's caddy, Tim? Oh, so, I remember. Mark, like, Mark hit this shot, and uh, Mark said, well, there's a chance that might be okay. And the young guy said, no, it's dead. You have no chance. What you gave no advice. Yeah. My caddy was the greatest caddy on earth. Yeah, he was just hyping Tim up. Tim played the best round of his life because his caddy just got him fired up for every he shot. He gave me even credit when, on every shot I hit. Even when he shanked it, it's like, oh, don't worry, Timmy. That's going to be fine. We're going to find that for you. And he did. Every single time. Yeah, I hit it off the radio. He'd no. go, don't don't uh, count that shot out yet, Timmy. Now you got a shot at that the way you play. You can get that up and out of there. No problem. And I was like, it was so good. <laughs> I was like, this is the way to play. Anyway, having a caddy, better way to play golf. I know, having I a would bathroom so attendant at a restaurant. I would feel so uncomfortable like with the elevator operator, but I'd also be uncomfortable walking into a grocery store and being like, where's the milk? As opposed <laughs> to just walking to the 
bridge with it. So. I, what would make you more uncomfortable? Would it be, because I mean, Tim, we know that you're not going to tip the guy. Would do you have to tip the guy every time? Because I feel like it's akin to that guy who's in the bathroom you at tip, clubs. I think it's like a post office worker or your postal. No, it's most right. It's like the guy, the strip club guy in the bathroom who's like giving you the shit you don't want. Then you feel obligated to tip him anyway, although you don't want to tip No, because you that's know, a place you, you only go on the odd you know, occasion. Why, okay, your so, so are you saying this is going to be a federal job? Like you're going to have a pension no, no. and all that shit? But well, I'm then you better fucking tip like, your elevator operator, pal. Then you, I think you I think you tip this person at Christmas, uh, and you give them a very good tip. But I think that's the way this one works. Paul. Same with, like, anyway, valet, same way. I shouldn't have to park my car at restaurants. They should be parked for Well, me. you should just go to better like, restaurants. <laughs> but there's fewer and fewer places being built that have valet options. I mean, why? Because we live why? in the world. Like, we, we went from in the city that we went lived in live in now. We went from zero restaurants with valet parking to like ten. That's like okay, that. But that is a thing that is happening more now than any time ever. I don't think that's true in most places. I think that this place is exceptional. No, it's not. It's just right. when you when you go to like really nice places, that's a part of the service. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you don't go to nice places. I go places. Paul, you had something to say. How much would Tim be willing to pay for, like, a butler to follow him around his entire life and do all of these things for him? No, I don't want it all the time. Yeah, well, then stop being cheap. You think you're Jeff Bezos or something. <laughs> no, I, I do not. I'm a man for and of the people. Can we move on to the next game? you want game? someone to wipe your ass, too? No. See, again, you're just being – I'm ex- – I, I don't when, think no, I should no, no. have when to do everything for myself. Someone to hit their elevator button because I don't want to put my groceries down on a filthy, disgusting floor. They're in a bag. No, it's hard for me to touch the. Uh, it's hard for me to get to get the button pushed. There's a lot of buttons, and I can make a mistake. What? You, if you if you really can't doesn't see your building have a dolly? Why don't you just here, go, I why, don't know. Here, here's the solution to all of this. Just you have to plan ahead and make it easy for yourself. Your hands are going to be full, and you know that while you're walking into the elevator. Before you pick up your groceries, all you need to do is just open up your phone. You go to incognito mode. You load up Pornhub. Get yourself hoard. You get in that elevator. Just drop your pants, and blip, you'll be good to go. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm really sorry I extended the segment, but I can't not resist this question, and then we can... Tim, how do you reward yourself after being forced to hit an elevator button? <laughs> like, do you get home and like you you now get a reward because you just hit a button? I mean, I do reward myself for putting my groceries away. So I guess that's similar. Like, whatever the best thing I bought was, like the thing I'm most excited to try, I have one right away, and that's sort of like a reward to myself. Or putting the groceries away. So I don't have something for the putting, the touching the dirty, filthy button, but I do for the grocery put away. Because that's an, an arduous task I don't like doing. Wish it were done for me, but I, I realize I've got to do that one on my own. <laughs> this is sort of, again, when I say I see myself as sort of a representative of the people, this is an instance where I feel like I need to stand forward and sort of give the people some advice about something they may not know. Uh, and it's something I did not know until recently. But, like, Wagyu beef is, like, the best food on earth. And if you have the opportunity to bu- have Wagyu, you got to go for it. It is so good. It is so delicious. It's marbled in all the right way. If it's cooked right, it just, like, dances on your tongue and dissolves. You don't even need a, you don't even need a knife to cut it. It's so delicious. 
I now know that it, it, you, you can't pass it up. Yes, it's not the cheapest thing on earth. Fair enough. But like, if you want to live the good life in any way, shape, or form, Wagyu beef must, must, must be a part of the good life. What do you think, Jeff? From the guy who brought you sleeping on the couch might hurt your back, brings you Wagyu beef is good. No, no, good. That's a that's offensive to call it good. A Big Mac is good. This is transcendent. So from the guy from the guy who brought you popcorn sandwiches comes Wagyu beef. Wagyu beef is so good, folks. You gotta you gotta try it. So Jeff, many of you out there haven't. I guarantee that many of you out where there. Where have you tried it? Did Burger King release a Wagyu beef burger? No. So here's what happened, Jeff. We went out. Uh, we had a friend in town last Wednesday night, and we went out to the uh, the nicest steakhouse in town, which would be like the you know, ninth best steakhouse in Toronto from where I previously came from. Either way, very nice place. I really like it. And me and my friend ordered, I think I ordered the ribeye, and he ordered the strip loin of Wagyu. We were just like, well, let's do this. Let's spend 200 bucks on a steak and uh, buy a bottle of wine, get super hammered. That's why I was so hungover for the Thursday show with Rob and Cam. But I, I pulled a little prank on Tim is I cut him off like three ounces of my 14 ounces. That was like a... That's probably like 50 bucks worth of steak right there. And he ordered like a nice steak, but I gave him that before he started eating his steak. And he was like, oh my God, this is so good that it ruined his nice steak that he had ordered. <laughs> like a, like yeah. shoe leather, like a doorstop, <laughs> like a doorstop. And it was good. It was really good. I'm not like fine beef. If I had just eaten that, I would have like you know, sung its praises, but folks, Folks, I'm not joking here. I wouldn't steer you wrong. <laughs> I would not steer you wrong. You got to get the wagyu. You just you got to get you got to get it. Life is too short. You only come around this way once, and you don't want to go through life never having the wagyu. You don't. You just got to you got to have it. And you'll believe, as I believe, that it might be the tastiest thing on earth. It's just so good. What did you think? Like, did you just think like big beef? was pulling a fast one with these crazy Wagyu prices all these years? I assumed it would be slightly tastier, but sort of like the higher you get in something, sometimes like it's not exponentially better. It's just slightly better, but you're paying exponentially more to get slightly better. No, not true. Not true. It's so good. You so good. Folks, get the Wagyu. Just get it. You'll not regret it. You won't regret it. I, this is a tip from me for you. Get that Wagyu. Get it. And like our friend said the other day, and he was right about this, don't buy it and take it home and cook it. You don't know what you're doing. Unless you have a Michelin star or went to the Cordon Bleu, you don't know what you're doing. Get it done at a restaurant where it'll be seasoned appropriately, cooked appropriately, done just right. Oh, like you got to get the you got to get the Wagyu. You just got to get it. You got to get it. Jeff, would it surprise you if I told you that Tim dipped it in HP sauce? I did no such thing. He didn't. I did that. no such thing. I am one of those guys that when I do go to a nice restaurant, I am like one of those. I don't know if it's a pretentious thing, but I'm just like, however, the chef recommends I have it is how I want you to bring it to me. Well, that oh, was so. That was so the good. that was the end of three rich guy corner. Uh, let's move to something more. Tim Speed here. I saw you put out a poll on Twitter. Of given the choice, do you prefer O. Henry, Kit Kat, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, or Other? 
What what was behind you putting this out? I was kind of annoyed at Reese's today. Not like really annoyed, but like I was going to the grocery store and like for some reason here in early September, mid-September, they're selling all this Halloween candy and like Reese's peanut butter cups, which are like this iconic shape. And like everyone knows exactly what they look like. Like they're busy selling them shaped like bats and like they're like pumpkins and like, what are we doing here? Like that's an inefficient way to deliver the peanut butter cup. Now I think Reese's peanut butter cups are kind of overrated. They're not bad. I like them. They're okay. Kind of overrated. But like, what are you doing at Halloween messing with the most iconic shaped, perfectly sized treat for Halloween? The single now single Reese's peanut butter cup. Now, if you went to a nice neighborhood or a neighborhood where people liked people for Halloween, you get the full five candy bar. That's what you should be giving out for Halloween. But that's a month or so down the road for us to have that discussion. Anyway, the it's perfect. It's a great shape. Why are they playing around the shape? So I was annoyed by that. And I was like, I wonder if other people have seen this sort of stuff that Reese's has done and are annoyed similarly. I mean, I'm not like annoyed that I wouldn't buy them anymore. I'm just curious. I want to get the pulse of the people onto like the most popular bars these days for Halloween. I think the most popular chocolate bars for Halloween here, at least where we are, are in some order, the O. Henry, the Kit Kat, and the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, where people are, what the standings are uh, these days. I can't I remember. I can't, I, I can't remember seeing an O. Henry since Henry yeah, Rodriguez oh, played for the Expos. Oh, they're all over the place. Oh, they've, they've got their weird, own little box. Weird, um... Oh, Henry doesn't belong in that class. No, you like, don't think so? I'm pretty sure that Oh, Henry got no. discontinued in the United States like 10 years ago. Well, I can't speak to that. I don't know. I know we still have them here. You still get them. So if I would, what should I have replaced it with? Sn- Snickers or Mars? <laughs> Coffee Crisp? Like, I don't no. know. What the most popular- I, I just gave you the two answers. Okay. And anyway, uh, I actually purchased one of those bat-shaped ones. You know who really loved Why? it? Do you know who really loved it? Who? My fucking kids, Tim, who Halloween fake candy is for. Not you. Okay, but Halloween's not for another It's six Halloween. Weeks. It's Halloween candy. They like some candy. They it's like, they, like the they, Easter. They, they, they do it the same. They make yeah. bunny shape. Who yeah. gives a crap? Like, what is What's the problem? I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. But they it's still not, it's not sell for the you. other normal you, You're not the one who should be putting on the mask and going door to door trying to collect candy at fucking Halloween, pal. Nobody asked me who I was when I put on the mask. That's Not- Bane. That was actually a really good Bane. Uh, I just think it's dumb. Don't play around with it. Like, you have iconic shapes. Yeah, Stick they're, to they're, what you they're know. Not, they're not getting rid of them. What do you care? It, it just see- bothers me. It just Tim, bothers me. I shouldn't the, have to in see the- I believe in the industry, they would call it a seasonal activation. <laughs> That like, very well may be. That does sound like the sort of corporate speak. It just annoyed me, okay? Like a little bit. Like not even a ton. It just annoyed me enough to say. So that would be like being annoyed that Santa shows up on the Coke can. No, no. But if they changed the shape of the can into Santa Claus, then we got problems. No, not really. You would be all oh, collector's item, Santa Coke. I need it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, you seem to think I'm far more pathetic than I am. I'm not that way. Really? I mean, eight, uh, eight years of this show would indicate otherwise. I'm also very distressed. I went out to get Sprite the other day and was freaked. Now that they've gotten rid of the green bottles and they're all clear now, you have to, like, look real close to figure out whether you're buying Sprite or Sprite Zero. Because, like, you can't tell anymore. I can't. Green bottles were the dead Are giveaway. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. It's, like, a distressing thing now. Like, you need to look close to make sure you're... 
Like I shouldn't have to like work to buy my soda. And I've got to work. I'm I'm surprised you worked at all while standing in front of them. You didn't like call a a 17 year old over to tell you which one said zero on it. Well, I'm capable of re I'm, I'm capable of still reading Jeff. I can't, but, I can't besides you who just said it. When was the last time Jeff, someone said, you know, I really want to go out and get a Sprite. I was looking for Sprite yeah. for Tito's. So it's the I perfect mix. For, 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 like you were looking, is the you were, you were looking for it for mix. What were you looking for? You were, you were going to get a Sprite. No, I was going to get a Sprite, but that's not the reason most people purchase Sprite. No, exactly. Sprite is universally known as the world's best mix. This is what I'm saying, that you didn't use it for mix. You just want, you were just like, it's three o'clock, need to have a Sprite. I don't know how well, many I wanted a Sprite that. Zero. I wanted a Sprite Zero. We'll put it in the same ballpark. I almost feel like it's like, I think I may have said this before, like Sprite Zero feels like, not even like pop, it's like a, like a fruit drink almost, it's like refreshing. It's like you feel like you're like you're doing something healthy, even though I know you're not. But like it's clear, there's no caffeine. Uh, I don't know. Sprite feels like you're like doing it right, sort of thing. Okay, Where Seven Up is heavy and gross. Last thing, because uh, we're just gonna fly through some of these ones. What was this thing that you retweeted about Nyquil and chicken? Uh, many people have tweeted about this today. Apparently, there's this fad on the TikTok, which is people cooking chicken in NyQuil, which, unsurprisingly, is incredibly unsafe, and you should not do that. Why is it unsafe? Like, uh, apparently, it's chemically can make you incredibly sick or something. Uh, you should not do it. Don't even consider it. But, like, I, I, it's I, just sad. I No, I disagree. I told Paul. That we like, have a whole trend of people doing this stuff. I'm just saying that, like, this sounds great, Jeff. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, some people smoke different types of weeds, different strains of weeds, take an edible so they can go to sleep. I think Pat just wants to have a nice meal of chicken, some NyQuil, boom, out for eight hours. I, I, I get it. 100%. I would say this would be a perfect base to my elephant tranquilizing <laughs> after bad charger games. oh my goodness like if i could start my system with some nyquil um with some nyquil glazed chicken that would that would so this work is like very the... well with the other ingredients that are going to follow so this is like the going to get the double quarter pounder at mcdonald's before a heavy night of drinking because you know you need to have that set of bait that base i would get something a bit more substantial than that but i see your point a little more so i think the last time you had a double quarter pounder but it's incredibly substantial yeah i'm just gonna eat like a loaf of bread and i'll be fine well you could do that too i suppose go to subway then I, listen if you're gonna go out drinking maybe all bets are off the table at this point but i know i'm probably just gonna get something really shitty afterwards that i'll probably just try to like limit the eating out that i do beforehand see i always feel better eating before drinking rather than after if you don't Maybe that's see, strange. But you don't but you don't really drink that much. But when I do drink and like I do have a hangover, I'm not hungry. Yeah, but they're, uh, they're, I, they're, I'm, I'm not talking about a hangover here. I'm talking about well, I'm still drunk. My idea is like, you know what I should get? Everything on this menu right now at 2 a.m. No, oh, that's not usually my move. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is probably a very unpopular opinion and could probably say more about me and how I like to do my binging. And that's really the only way I drink like a beer with a dinner. It's not for me. Like when I drink, we're just going to oblivion and I don't drink a lot. So often, and it probably doesn't take a lot. That being said, 
I got no problem leaving like the gullet a little light. Like it just lets me feel the night harder. <laughs> when we when we were in college, there was the one like club that everyone went to, and it didn't close till three thirty a.m. And directly across the street, and these are duller drinks at that point too, which is now illegal in that city uh, because there was too many fights. People like basically going brain dead from spending twenty bucks and having alcohol poisoning. But there was a twenty four hour Greasy Spoon Diner open directly across the street. I would say my hit rate on that, Jeff, at 3.45 a.m. was a thousand percent. Oh, yeah. After the night of drinking, it's a full-on gorge. But I don't, like, people like to get a base. I, like, let those drinks, like, hit me as hard as freaking possible. Like, I don't mind going in without a loaf in me. Ah, so here's the thing. If you want to put NyQuil on your chicken, you can do that. You're just not supposed to <laughs> boil the NyQuil. That's the problem. Because once you boil it, uh, the concentration becomes like it changes the properties of NyQuil and even inhaling the vapors can make you sick. So what you need to do is basically cook the chicken first and then just kind of like glaze it over without boiling it with the NyQuil. And then you got yourself a nice no! hearty meal and you're sleeping that for 12 terrible. hours. Oh, Paul has a question. Uh, suggestion more. Uh, why don't you just mix the NyQuil slowly. Like dipping sauce? With your, with your barbecue sauce. Oh. Just, just. You know, Paul. I pull it up. This is Paul, terrible. Paul, have this you done this terrible. before? I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I like it. I I'm pro this. Just don't. But boil don't it. do it with your wagyu. Leave your wagyu as is. <laughs> Get your wagyu, folks. You won't regret it. You will. You'll thank me. You'll thank me. Maybe someday you'll order your own wagyu steak, Tim. Next time, while I well look, I didn't think of it. Next time, how could I pass it up? And what do you mean you didn't think hey, of it? Tim. I ordered before you, and the other person across from you ordered before Yeah, but I'd already made it. my decision. I hate switching your decision. Once you're at a restaurant and you've made the decision, uh, you don't get swayed. That's a bad idea. Stick with what your gut told you to go with. Tim. Yes? You realize you, like, come on here and you give advice that's essentially the same as, I took this international flight. I flew first class. It was amazing. No, I don't think that's this at all. No, yes, I don't. Is. I think this is stuff that people You're telling need to know. people that the like highest end thing is good. Well, because it does not all because it not always is. Like it's good, but it's, it's substantially better. I'm here to tell you folks. It's like I know for a fact it's substantially better, and you'll be happier. Until you look at your bank account. Well, yes, it does cost money, but look, it, again, it's it's only money, and you only come around this way once, and it's really good. Okay, sounds like a Tim Too Rich claim. Tim Tim Too Rich's advice for the peoples out there. The real man of the people take Tim. It's a man for the. I'm a man for the people. I like to like look. Well, I'm also known. I stoop down and I go to the places that Jeff calls the nut low all the time. Uh, you know. Yeah, I notice you haven't you haven't commented on uh, Burger King's pretzel bun situation. I well, you know how much I hate pretzel buns, and I think they're the the, the absolute worst buns imaginable. Uh, it, it should be against the law to to have pretzel buns. I hate them. Uh, so no, I haven't commented on them. The burger itself looks delicious, and that mustard sauce looks absolutely awesome. Well, when was the last? Uh, have you had the pretzel bun yet? No, I, I've had pretzel buns in the past, and well, I don't like pretzel buns. Tune in Sunday Night Live as we did the Frosty Week 1. The taste test with no, Tim this you week would, no. is going to be the Burger King pretzel bun 
burger, I guess. Live on the show, Tim will give his food review. Sure. I mean, I'm sure I won't like it. I'm sure it'll be. I'll be miserable. Sure, he's going to scarf it down while he says he hates it. Just like the Frosty. This Frosty is disgusting. It was. You going to stop eating that? We had to shame you into stopping. Do we oh, have I a gas can't drink Pepsi Crystal. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> Loved Do we have it. A guess? He loves Pepsi Crystal. Admit it. Uh, we don't have a no. guest lined up for Wednesday. It might just be me and you unless I can find someone. We'll find somebody. I asked Gabe, but he never got back to me, so I don't know. We'll, we will find somebody. Gabe might be too stressed if there's still <laughs> games going on. That might not be worth it. <laughs> Fair. Experience. Experience.